This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I got a very special guest today. And like I said, Genius Brain is about the celebrities in my personal life. And I call this lady my African sunshine. Mm, come on, sunshine. <laughs> Let me warm you up. Her first name <laughs> literally is what you end yourself with the prayer with. Amen. <laughs> People always think that that's fake. They're like... Um, so like really like A-M-A-M-E-N? Yeah, yeah, I know you know how to spell it. Well, they didn't meet your mom. Your mom is the most spiritual woman I've ever met in my life. <laughs> my mom loves you, Dave. Really? You and Khalif and uh, Z and, and though, she was like, mm, the one that has that white <laughs> Do white and black sheds. Is he okay? I'm like, like, yeah, he's just really quiet, ma. You know why? It's because he didn't get his feet washed. That's why. (laughs) But he later told me that he wished that he did. Yeah, of course he wished that he did. This fool's being all weird about that shit. He goes, man. But you know, he don't like people touching his feet, though. Like his feet's that special. The fuck? (laughs) He got some regular ass feet. But the thing is, is Ed is special because this is the same person who has OCD. That's right. The same person that when you go out to eat and he only eats like a little bit of his food and then says that he's full. I'm like, Ninja, we just got here. <laughs> like, what the heck? Edgar's like a solid 110 pounds. <laughs> he's my thigh. That's what he is. <laughs> he legit. I think what he weighs right now is what I weighed in the fifth grade. Like same shit. Dang. That was extra tiny. No, in the fifth grade, I was. Mm. What have you been up to? Man, life, man, literally life, transitioning from one thing to another. But yeah, you know, I'm an editorial associate right now at a marketing firm. And then on the weekends, I'm hosting a a, a Christian radio show. But it's not your typical Christian radio show. It's like... What do you mean? You talk about stuff that most people don't want to talk about in the church. So, like, Oh, shit. Like what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like this past weekend, we talked about um, like, you know. People Butt sex. Who, well, we talked about sex uh, two weekends ago and masturbation. Oh, shit. All that kind of Just stuff. Just to let you know, every I've never met a single Christian that doesn't masturbate. Yeah. and the th- But the thing is, is nobody talks about it. That's the problem. Like, people, Really? People, yeah, legit. Oh, you know what? That's true. Maybe it's just because like, well, you know, because I grew up in the church, but mm-hmm. then I just think I I think I was the antichrist in the church. So I'll talk about everything. So I, don't I can't imagine you being the antichrist. <laughs> You're probably a comedic relief in church. Probably. Huh? People are probably like, shut up, Dave. But not mm-hmm. no antichrist. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Fire hell. So you, so you guys really talk about all that stuff. Yeah, we did. We talked about sex. We talked about like, why do we look at sex as a negative thing you know or um why do we shame some people for having sex like we just wanted Mm. we want people to get to the mindset that if you're having sex 
do it with the right people because there's so many emotional and spiritual ties that come with it. You got to be mindful of who you share your body with. Yeah. And so for me, I have everybody on the panel has had sex except for me because I'm keeping myself for marriage. Man, that so. you are. Let me tell you something. You are a steel forge because that shit is <laughs> it's hard. No, it's hard because I almost lost my virginity twice. Oh, see, and you but the thing is, is like more than that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Whatever, you probably, Dave. We go ahead to talk. <laughs> um, but but I, I stopped myself every time because I knew that me, I'm an empath. That's one thing. I'm very emotional. I get attached easily in a romantic sense. Mm. So if I share myself with this man who was also cheating on me behind my back. Son of a bitch. I would have been like, this would have been like, you know, waiting to excel when Angela Bassett. He was cheating on you? Mm -hmm. How'd you find that shit out? Through Facebook. People suck at cheating. You ever ever notice that shit? They yeah. fucking suck at cheating. Like, if you're going to yeah. cheat, you got to do the steps. You got to delete your Facebook. Yeah. You got to delete everything. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I, one of my friends already hinted like, oh, you need to be, ooh, let me not say his name. <laughs> How much you want? I bet you he's light-skinned as fuck, isn't he? No, he's not. <laughs> and that's the thing. I used to always like light-skinned dudes, like like so, Drake. I like, don't know why, but I'm like, he's light-skinned. No, dude. he's name, like, faithful. he was a little bit lighter than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he African? Yep. He's Ebo. What? Yeah. So I, this motherfucker. You listen. I so what was true about the whole situation was I basically printed out the conversation. I can I messaged the girl and was like, hey, uh-huh. this oh, is and this. I'm bold. Like, cause when you shit. cross me, the thing is is people know me as being nice. But when you get on my other side, it's a whole nother problem. Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. You see, if there wasn't the video, you wouldn't have seen that lip curl of anger right I there. I would have <laughs> like I get real ghetto. I get real ratchet. It's like sophisticated ratchet African. Like it's like sophatchet. I don't know. Like it's all together. I messaged her and so I printed out all our conversations. She told me everything in detail. I put it in a, a like a little folder, put it in a gift bag, put tissue, went to his house. And I was you, like, you, what's up, you babe? Fu- you fucking funny. Mm-hmm. So like when you- we were supposed to go work out. And so I was like, babe, let's go. Um, let me meet you like maybe 10 minutes earlier at your house. And he was like, okay, that's cool. Come to his house. He comes out and he's like, so what are we going to do today? Blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, I actually have a gift for you. And I passed it to him. And You're he was fucking- like, what is this? And I was like, open it. And he was like, okay. Takes the tissue out, takes the envelope out. He's like, what the hell is this? Because it was thick. Because I talked to her over weeks because I wanted to know everything. He opens it. He starts reading it. And I said, I get in the car because I'm standing with the door open. Yeah. I get in the car. And so I shut the door, roll down my glass. And I'm like looking at him read it. And his eyes just go. And I was like, exactly. Lose my number. You never knew me. You know, and I don't cuss, but I was like, F you and sped off. He called me 11 times after that. The first three. Well, what's he going to say when those 11 times? What's there to say? Unless it's like she lying or, you know, this is it's oh. a lie or this is this and that or blah, blah, blah. So the first three voicemails were basically like him saying like, oh, I'm sorry. This not what you think. Da, da, da. Then the last message was, F you. We never said that this, 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 this and this. Of course. This, this and that. Yeah. So then he went back and told the girl like, hey, I'm crazy that I'm some crazy girl, whatever, whatever. I said, if I'm crazy, these are the pictures of me and him. 
I've been knowing him since I was in high school. Oh, shit. And you guys go way back, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, since fuck you, dude. School. Yeah. How, how big is he? He's 6'2". Okay, well, never like mind. I'm buck, sorry. A buck uh, 80. Okay. Oh, bucket. Well, fuck you then. Because right? I, I want to make sure in case I see him. Because he knows me as a oh, creature. Oh, he in Houston, so it's oh, all well, good. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm going to Houston next week. Oh, but hold on a second. What's, hold on a second. I want to see. Is he muscular? I don't know. So I deleted him from Facebook. I don't follow him on Instagram. See, I'm, I'm very careful about how I talk shit about people just don't because worry, I see person. Don't worry, because my clout in Houston may be way bigger than his. Yeah, fuck you then, dude. I'll so beat I your wish, ass. I was, listen, <laughs> I went to HBCU for undergrad. I had all kinds of friends, if you know what I mean, whether they was Crips Bloods, uh, they you, you know fuck with the wrong person. Don't mess. Just get them all together. I'll be all behind them. And I'll be talking mad shit from the back. I cock Listen. my finger from the back of my head to the fucking front like yeah. that, motherfucker. But it was crazy because during that time, after yeah. that happened for a long time, I questioned everything when it came to romantic relationships. Of course, because it's like you know somebody who was showing interest to me was like doing all this good stuff, but deep down inside, I kind of felt like man, something ain't right. But I'm just gonna look over it when you're emotionally attached it's hard to kind of look at those type of things like you you tend to ignore the the natural instincts that you have because your gut feeling for me i feel like it's always right there's there's something that you have through all these like cumulative experiences that says something's not right with this person but Mm -hmm. when you're when you're like emotionally attached then you choose to just push it down Mm. and then just like you know what maybe maybe i'm wrong this time yeah push it down and you move on but look what happens Exactly. And so for me now, ever since that whole ordeal, I've been very, I just have standards now. Just cautious. Yeah, I'm very cautious. You guard your heart. But uh, I'm 30 now. Like I turned 30 in September and I'm ready. (laughs) You've been ready since you were 20. I'm overbaked. Okay. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this then. Like, you know, when you when you're super passionate about somebody within a relationship, and I always wanted this too. So first of all, I, I wanted to save my virginity too. I lasted till I was seventeen, so that was actually pretty good for people my age at the time. <laughs> yeah, because eighteen, 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 eighteen. Give me another year. So, <laughs> and even then, it was hard. So when I was when I was working at a church, and I remember these kids, they would ask. Um, because, you know, I was I was like a youth minister for a little bit. Uh-huh. And these kids would ask. He goes, oh, "Okay, hold on. What if I just have sex once?" I said, "Let me tell you something. You ever just eat pie once?" You ever just have a slice of pie and never eat pie ever again? What kind of pie? Any pie that you like. Mm. What's your favorite piece of pie? Mm. I used to like pecan pie, but they put too much uh, high fructose corn syrup in there. Oh, you all mad healthy now, huh? Yeah, I'm keto now. You keto? Yeah. Keto's fucking hard. We're going to get to that later, yeah, though. Yeah, but yeah. But let's say, it's like, it's like, like I always told these kids, it's like, somebody, you've been starving for fucking 30 years. And then this one, there's this piece of bread out here, like your favorite piece of bread or whatever that it is. How are you going to just take the piece of the corner and not eat the whole thing? That's true. Because I like the crust. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that game when we were younger. People, oh, we'll just do just a tip. There's no yeah. such thing as just a tip. No, Absolutely man. Not. I heard that game so much in middle school. Hey, guys. Like, what does that mean? Just a tip. I can show you. No, you can't. No, don't, you can't don't, not. don't show me. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I didn't know that you still kept your virginity until you were 30 years old. Yeah. Wow, that's you. You are crazy. Yeah, you know it's funny because it's like uh, this dude asked me the other day. He was like, "So, like, what if you stay single for the next ten years? You still gonna keep your virginity?" I said, "Hell yeah!" Damn. Mm-hmm. So he, that, what he was trying to say is like, "You trying to lose it to me or what?" <laughs> no, because it's a tactic. You know, you can read through people yep. like saying stuff. Uh, the one thing is, it's like, okay, so the big girl movement is becoming a little bit more 
open-minded with certain men nowadays. Okay. Like before, people weren't trying to holler that much at plus-size girls in public like they were, like or like they're doing now. Before, mm. it was like all behind closed doors. Like you get DMs and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. some people got a little bit more courage and stuff. Like this dude literally told me <laughs> more cushion for the push. And I said, excuse me? More cushion for the what? Wait, why you would he say that to you? You ain't pushing nothing. You ain't getting this bakery, honey. That's so you don't have the key to this bakery. Yo, that's so funny when guys write shit like that. Like, yeah. in my mind, I, like, I always say this shit, too. Like, I just had a conversation with a friend on this podcast where people write shit, right? So they'll write, like, you'll see it. Like, you'll see a beautiful woman on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And then you see all these slobbered-ass motherfuckers right yes. there. And they go... Oh, you don't know what I'd do with that ass. No, you actually wouldn't know what you would do with that ass. I've seen I've seen women, right, that I lust after too. I'm like, dude, that girl's fucking fine as fuck. Mm -hmm. And she, if she said to me, fuck me, you know what I would say? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I've never, you have so much ass, I don't know what to do with it. I don't, exactly. What am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Exactly. Maybe I lay down and then you just fuck me and I'll see what happens. Because I wouldn't know what the fuck, you wouldn't, you definitely wouldn't know what the fuck I, to do with it. But I am a little bit kind of scared. I, I shared this with my friends the other day. I'm very transparent about this stuff. Yeah. Um, I am a little bit scared about sex only because of the initial, like everybody says the first time hurts you. I mean, you would do, so it's not going to hurt you. But for me, oh, I mean, it, you, remember it's gonna... that, you remember that D'Angelo song? Uh -huh. How does it feel? That's exactly went through my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can provide everything you desire, babe. <laughs> that's exactly. What, so that's what it felt like for me. Uh, see, but for I'm just like, for me, I just... You know, and I mean, there's probably going to be some virgins who watch this too, or people who are contemplating whatever. I feel like do whatever you feel you should do. Not what in, whatever anybody else is trying to pressure you to do, but do what you feel that you should do. And for me, I know that I just want that one man in this whole entire world. And some people are going to say I'm crazy. Hey, that's, but that's your, that's your that's, flavor. That's all. But my flavor is I only want one man inside of me. That's it. I want one man to say that, dang, I'm the only man in this world that has been inside of Amen. Oh, shit. That's some mad confidence. So, like, and, and it took some time to get there. But, yeah. like, I, I I don't see myself sharing myself with anybody else but that one man. Yeah. And, you know, when I was younger, too, I feel like, you know, I, I actually feel like it's going towards this way, which I prefer. So when I was younger, I felt like. Over, I say like 70% of the dudes that I knew, or maybe even more, already lost their virginity by the time we were 15. Yeah. By the time we were 15, 14, they already lost their virginity. I was yeah. I was the late bloomer. And it's weird when I mention this story or I, or I tell like a younger crowd now, they're like, dude, because I lost it when I was 18. And I'm saying like I was late. And they're like, that's not late. Like we, none of us lost our virginity. I feel like kids are actually losing their virginity later and later now, now. because people are being more open about it. And they're talking about it like it's okay. You don't have to lose mm -hmm. it. Like, like your virginity isn't a fucking mole on your ass. You don't have to fucking lose it. And meet, nothing's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's just it's like sex is put at such a high pedestal. You know, like everything has to be sex. Like even mm -hmm. like when young boys talk, they go, did you hit that? Did you do that? Yeah. Like I heard this. my little cousins talking like that. I said, Bro, hit what? Y'all better be talking about something else. Because <laughs> I, I, I know y'all ain't hitting none of these bras. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, too, because, you know, a lot of these young kids, um, 
you know, I'm saying this young kid as in a young version of myself as well. Like we have these conversations with these other dudes that kind of talk a big game and they really don't have game, but they talk a big game. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like that's the actual standard. And it fucks yeah. a lot of people up, specifically young dudes. Like it yeah. fucks them up. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this shit too. Like I remember when I was used, when I was a young kid, I watched porn and I was like, damn, one day my dick's going to be that big. And it never happened. <laughs> I was like, so it's not supposed to be the size of this table? Like, what's going on here? No, now? that's not. I was Lord, like, is there we, something you wrong ain't no will. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of things that will fuck you up as a kid, yeah. though, right? And it's and it's so interesting. I had no idea you were keeping your virginity. We talked about it before, but it was in passing because the thing is, is there was a time when I never said it. And then I, when I reached like 27 or so, I was like, fuck why it. should I hide it? Other people talk so much about their sexuality yeah. and them losing their virginity virginity and all that stuff why can't i be an advocate for hey i'm keeping myself I mean, like but what do you do though let's say like for for example right you with the dude there's fucking <laughs> there's candles and shit lit right we got some marvin Gaye in the background something's happening you got dinner and shit he slides over he puts his arms around you puts his hands on your kneecap Dave. and then what do you do what you do you just got like this little ice bucket behind you and you just throw it on him real quick <laughs> like where the fuck you come with that ice bucket like what okay. do you do First of all, I haven't been on a date since 2013. 2013. Yeah. Wait. So when was this? When was this guy? The my ex. That was 2000. That was old. Like 2009, eight. Oh shit! I've talked to dudes, but like relationship wise, like relationship dating wise, yeah, yeah, dating. But who else? I need. I was about to say his name. Say his name. No, I'm not. Because that's that's wrong. But. I've spoken to I'll, other dudes. I'll fuck you up, guy. Between <laughs> <laughs> between you know 2011 and 2013, but like 2014, I haven't been on a date since 2014. Why? I don't know. You just not you just you just don't want that shit in your life right now. What? Well, I've t- okay. So I tried Tinder. I tried Coffee Meets Bagel. Yeah. Um, I tried Okay Cupid. There's one more. I can't remember, but everybody, the thing is, is everybody gets to a point where they just want to have sex. And that's not what I'm trying even to do. Even on Coffee Meets Bagel, I heard Coffee Meets Bagel wasn't even like that. Coffee Meets Bagel wasn't like that. But then there were some dudes on there who were just trying to smash. And that's not what I'm trying that's to do. That's a Tinder thing, though. Tinder. Oh, my gosh. I was on Tinder for three months. And every dude, I'm like, okay, this is going good. Two weeks in, woo, woo, woo. And then one dude was like, oh, let's finally meet up. I was like, fine. I was like, let's meet up by the SC area. He was like, oh, no, I was thinking more of like, you can just come over to me and my mom's house. And I was like. What the fuck? Hell no. I've never met you. Why would I come to your house? He was like, well, I was thinking we could watch movies and cook. And cook you, Netflix and chill. We ain't doing that. No, he was like, we should come over. We're just gonna meet at my mom's house. Yeah. Just, just say you live with your mom. Exactly. And that's what that's what you. He, he lives with his mom. He rephrased it where he's like, we'll just go me to my mom. mom's house. No, no, me and my I mom's live house. with my mom. Yeah. Would you like to come over as she watches us fuck? Is that what yeah. he's saying? You fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's just. I, it's weird because like I get different approaches, but I always feel like. Um, even now, before it used to really bother me. Yeah. Because, like, everybody around me, like, out here in L.A., all of my friends are mostly male. Mm. So, like, all my male friends, you, Z, Ed, Khalif, Paul, everybody's in relationships. And so it used to really bother me, like, dang, how's everybody else finding relationships and I'm not? But now I'm at the point, like, when it happens, it happens. I still put myself out there. Yeah. Um, But I know what I don't want. And so... But, you know... 
when when I first met you, did I have a girlfriend? I didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, I but didn't. you were dating. People. Yeah, I was dating a lot, but I wasn't in like long committed relationships for yeah, a very, very long time. Like it wasn't really something that I wanted. Mm. It's just when Mariel came around, I thought she had something very special. Yeah, and so she's special. She loves. Like I said, she loves you. Like, she <laughs> fucking loves you. I love her. <laughs> she gives the best hugs. Yeah. So like <laughs> the crazy thing is, is like with her, like I wasn't planning to be even thinking about serious relationships until I hit thirty. Yeah. So around this time, so I was like, oh, maybe then I'll start thinking about serious relationships because it wasn't something that was In ever. Your mind. I just didn't want it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand. It's because I didn't want Ooh. to. You talking <laughs> about that demon cat? Yo, I almost jumped off because I was like, what? What the heck? That cat loves you though. That I see. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't thinking about a serious relationship, and it just kind of happened. And you know, up before that point, it was just kind of like. I'm just going to date around and see what happens, yeah. right? And I really wasn't looking for love at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just kind of falls into place. And when you feel it, you feel it. And if you don't, you don't. And I think the hard part is that people sometimes tries to they try to get like a puzzle piece that doesn't fit into something that, that just doesn't work, yeah. right? So because some people just get desperate. They just they just prefer any type of companionship mm-hmm. versus finding somebody that really fits them. You better say that. Yeah, and it, I see it all the time. They go, yeah. they get with this person and they kind of check off this list. And I always say this about relationships. You can have a set list about what you think you like about somebody. I'll tell you something else. They're going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. They won't check all that list, but for some reason, you're still going to love them. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. That's People don't understand that. Like even with Mariel, even with me, what I had this checklist of everything that I wanted out of a girl. And it wasn't a Korean girl. It was a, it was a fat booty Puerto Rican girl. And then, Shoot, I'm trying to get that fat booty done. <laughs> you know, and, and it didn't happen that way, right? Yeah. And so because people don't fit into this checklist, they try to find somebody that does fit it. And even when they do fit that checklist, they mm-hmm. find out there's some, they, they kind of force themselves to be in this relationship because they're like, on paper, this person's perfect. Yeah. This person, I said that this person would be perfect. So why don't I love this person? They kind of stay in this long-term relationship because they think that there's something wrong with them. Yeah. And, and it's not. But, and then a lot of people also compromise. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in with that shit, dude. Like, I really, yeah. I'm really not into compromising. Like, and and that's why I feel like I'm. I've been single for so long because I'm not willing to compromise. Like some of my cousins have even said recently because you know they're all getting engaged and stuff. They're like, "Well, why don't you try this person? Or why did you do this? Or I mean, does he really have to? You know, wait for sex?" And mm-hmm. I'm like. Hell yeah, he got away for sex. Like I'm not having sex with some just any and everybody. This ain't an open bakery. Let me. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. These cinnamon rolls and croissants and everything <laughs> is not for everybody. Croissants, motherfucker. Croissants is you know nice, warm, and flaky. We not well. No, let's not say flaky. But <laughs> you say nice and warm. <laughs> nice and warm. Okay. Nice crust on it's the nice, outside. Nice crust. <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty. That's not like a yeast infection. Um, but you know, like it's not for everybody, and so I don't, I don't want to compromise in that. But I do believe that, you know, God will give me the desires of my heart and the desires that I'm looking for. And so, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's, 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 there's no race to this shit. Exactly. So, and that's another thing, especially coming from an African family. I'm 30. Of course, I'm gonna be 31 this year in the fall. What, and type, so, of shit, like, what type of shit they say to you? So, okay. <laughs> so when I went home for Christmas, yeah. like you know, that was my first time going home in like a year or two for Christmas, and so they're like, mm, "Amen," because the the way you say it in my language is "Amen," not "Amen," and so they're like, mm, "Amen." Uh, 
come, come. And I'm like, yes. So you haven't brought anybody back with yourself here. I was like, <laughs> what do you like? What you what you mean, Eddie? You haven't brought anybody. I'm tired of seeing you come here by yourself. <laughs> and I was like, what you trying to say? Like, I you're not getting younger. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And, you know, I usually just brush it off. But then, like, my I have, my, I have a specific uncle. I'm going to say his name because he knows he's out there. My uncle Chris is extra. And yeah. so he'd be like, eh. his voice is like, eh. Eh. I'm a, eh. you don't have a boyfriend? No. Oh, okay, soon you will have a boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? And they're like, you know, you're not getting any younger and stuff. And I understand. They just want me want to see me in love. I get it. Yeah. But then some of them are just like, hey, you're 30. You're going to be 31. And I was like, so? You know, it's also an older generation, too. Mm-hmm. So an older generation, they they kind of did everything a little bit earlier than yeah. us, right? So they got married when they were like 22, had kids when they're 24, 25. Yeah. But my mom, she had me when she was like 34. Oh wow! Yeah, she, I'm, dude, my mom's a my mom's a cradle robber, dude. She's like she's like <laughs> seven years older than my dad. This, Dang, yeah, dude, my dad's a grave robber and she's a cradle robber. The youngest I ever even looked like at any type of dude was like maybe four years younger. He was fine. Jeez. <laughs> he and he was so mature for his age. I even had to be like, "Dang, you a baby," but then you ain't a baby. So it's like, so you said, "I don't understand how you stayed a virgin." Yeah, you fucking got some. You got some unholy thoughts. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you got sinful you know, thoughts. Uh, don't we all know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so on, on you guys' radio stuff, you know what I'm really curious about mm-hmm. specifically. Now that you actually brought that up, I guess I don't really think about a lot of stuff that that isn't really talked about in the church. Like, for example, like, like I, I always wonder too, like if some of these girls like masturbated mm-hmm. like within church, cause they always acted like they didn't. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't do that type of shit. Yeah. They would openly be like, no, I don't do that type of stuff. I'm like, really? Like mm-hmm. at all? Cause a lot of my other friends who didn't go to church that are females, they talk about it openly yeah. and, and they open, they, they, they're so open about their sexuality. Like, yeah, I masturbate. Yeah. But some, yeah. The thing is, is, this is the problem that we have in the church, the older church. I think the younger church, the people who are like our age and getting older, they're being becoming a little bit more vocal with stuff. Mm. But the church has this, um, I don't know, it's kind of like this mentality of judgment. And so some people feel like their sins um, aren't equivalent to your sin so if you're doing a sexual sin or something you're going straight to hell like hellfire Mm. you know type of thing and that's why people don't want to talk about it because these are real issues most of the time when people and and you know everyone has their own reasoning but most of the time when people masturbate there's something that they're making up that masturbation for there's a loneliness or there's they're they they're longing for affection in some type of way. You'd be and surprised so, with a guy, though. We ain't longing for nothing. Well, we just, you know, I'm just trying to get my homework done. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's, you, don't, you don't need... So, let me tell you something about a dude and his dick, all right? But guys, The most are, annoying thing about a dude is the fact that our penis controls everything at a young age. I'm, I'm not even... Oh, I'm yeah, telling you right now... I'm telling It's the hormones. I'm telling you right now, I could go beat off in the bathroom like it's nothing. I'm not thinking about shit. Mm-hmm. I'll just knock it out and I'll come back and I'll solve a quadratic equation because now my mind is clear. Yeah. Like, like your mind is cloud. It's fucking yeah. annoying. Sometimes too, like I'll be doing work and I'm like, man, I need to jack off real quick. It's like, why? Because I can't think. <laughs> yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Doom. And 
I, I, I guarantee you have me masturbate two times in a row. I'll fucking figure out how to cure cancer right now. What? I'll do it right now. That's how that's how clouded your fucking mind gets. I'm not even kidding you. Like wow. guys don't really have, in my personal opinion, actually not even my personal opinion. Any dude can attest to this shit. Guys, when they masturbate, it's not like a whole ordeal. There's no emotional attachment to it. It's just that my dick's hard. Pop, pop, pop. Get it out the way. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not this whole ordeal about. We don't gotta light a fucking candle to set that aside get the mood going like we're not it's not even but you don't so when it happens y'all don't think about it like is there a reason why it's frequent you understand it's because we're young it's it's mm. it's a it's a natural animalistic thing Mm -hmm. that we are trying to fight so in in my purse what i see it as is this it's like we're animals right Mm -hmm. and i think for the male thing is that as animals we're trying to literally put our seed in everything. And mm-hmm. so for us as humans, we have like a higher intellect and we we generally don't need that, yeah. right? We don't need to populate the earth with everything. Like we don't need our genes to survive that long, but we still have those instincts. Mm-hmm. So for a dude, we just have, we reproduce semen consistently all the yeah, fucking time. Yeah, y'all do. Y'all got like what, one million? We got, one g- billion? We got bajillions, right? And women have a certain set of eggs. <laughs> we and sure you guys, do. Lord, I, my <laughs> eggs need to be grown. And that shit just releases. For us, our semen just continues over and over and over. We could have kids till we're like 50 or 60 years old as long as we can get our dick that up. That sure is true because <laughs> shade, but my uncle just had a baby and my uncle's like... About to be like sixty five. Damn, he got a daddy, grandpa. That's what. Mm. You, that's what. Yeah, you're I fuck. know, like, bruh, like when my cousin grows up, I pray my uncle's still here. Oh, he won't be. A hundred percent. He's sixty five. He, yeah, because he's older than my dad. My dad turned sixty one this year. Damn. My daddy's good. Listen, my daddy is good looking, and my mom. My mom is gonna be fifty seven this year. Your mom looks so good. She looks young. That's why I'm going to look. I mean, people think I'm 16. So. <laughs> <laughs> your, dude, your mom has a type of energy, dude. Like I tell you, like it's so funny when uh, when you were doing uh, the whole refresh event and I saw your mom and I was like, damn, dude, she looks very nice, but she looks like she killed me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just has one of those presences. It's like, man, I'm so glad she's on my side. <laughs> She she looks like no. she's so close to God, she could literally just start stepping on air and just go to heaven real quick, ask God a question, and come right back down. Yo, that's, that's what your mom looks like. She's so heavenly. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what your mom looks like. like I, could, I, I shit you not. I'm not even sure. I'm not fucking with you. I swear Yo. to God, your mom did this. She was like, Jesus. Okay. And then she was like, what? Did you just talk to God right now? Like she's, <laughs> when people say they Yo. pray and they're talking to God, your mom is literally Yo. talking to God. Yeah. My mom, no, she a baddie though. She, she, she's close to God for real. Like that woman is heaven sent. Yeah. It's so funny. You know what I was cracking up about though during the, the, the whole refresh thing was that your mom was gassing you up so much, right? She yeah. goes, she goes, She's just talking about this is my anointed one, and I'm like, damn, what about all your other kids? <laughs> she didn't say they a, ain't there, so they she, don't gotta worry. She didn't say a damn word about all the other kids. She just said like this one right here. Mm. Everybody else, meh. but this one, and I was like, damn, dude. I wish we recorded that shit and sent it to all your siblings. Like, <laughs> she like what the hell? She don't give a fuck no, about y'all. My brothers and my sister, they, yeah, <laughs> mommy loves me better. No, I'm joking. Um, but no, my mom, she's she's amazing. I learned a lot from her. And uh, she's just, yeah. It's funny because like every time she comes to LA, people call her queen. Because we went to church and she walked in 
And so they were like, yo, your mom is like, y'all know when you watch Coming to America. Exactly. The petals, the, the rose petals, petals. And they were waiting for the queen to come. That's your She's mom. She's your queen. Yeah, because when my mom, her booty big. So when my mom walked, she swishes. And so like all my friends was like, damn. Oh, and by the way, this is, this is yeah, her mom got my, this for me. <laughs> my mom got that for her. You know she's in Nigeria right now. I'm going to actually tell her to bring some back Please. for y'all. Yo, I only got she this needs one. To get one for Paul because Paul didn't get one. Oh, because so, there was only four. Yeah, so I got to get one for Paul. Oh, so this is this her. is awesome. I just try not to wear this in public because it always starts up a conversation. Yeah, I need to get you a long sleeve one, like the one that goes up to the neck. Yo, uh, that looks so fly on you. That's because this chest right here. People be asking too much questions. They're like, "You going in for surgery or what?" I'm like, "Nah, man, I just got my chest out." No, just shoot. You know, um, I'm Afro, uh, Afro Asian. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, when Z gave this to us, it was at this uh, brunch spot. Uh-huh. And then there was this other lady. It was a black lady. She came up. She goes, oh, my God, that is so beautiful. I was like, this shit's authentic. I, got <laughs> authentic. I, was, I didn't get it off Crenshaw. <laughs> I got it straight from the motherland. I was like, this shit's real as fuck. You, you want to touch it? Exactly. It's real. I was hyped. I know. Yo, I, I'm so glad. It's funny because I didn't think you were going to pick that one. I thought you were going to pick the green one. This one was the biggest one. Oh. At the time. So the other ones were smaller. Mm-hmm. So at, and now it's kind of baggy on me. Yeah. But, yeah. It was your skinny uh, But this shit feels good, though. Please, I want yeah. another one. Yeah. I'm going to tell my mama. She'll get I you can't wait one. till this shit's like in fashion fashion because I 100% know it will be. And it's yeah. going to cause a lot of Twitter drama. But exactly. But people don't understand how comfortable this shit is. It's so comfortable. First of all, if it start any Twitter drama with you or Instagram drama, <laughs> just let direct them to me. <laughs> I will. Because I'm the one who gave it to Dave and y'all stop hating. So chill out. My best friends were wanting and this shit to you know I got so mad at him I was like by the way my other friends got me a dashiki before you did motherfucker tell him he need to step up <laughs> <laughs> shoot I don't play no games when I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it this shit was so nice I was like oh my god people don't know they don't realize how comfortable this is yeah and it looks so dope yeah people don't realize oh if you had a hat on right now that would be so clutch and man. i would and i would wear korean shit but we got 18 layers to our clothes so it's like oh, our, our traditional guard is called a hanbok mm-hmm. that shit got hanbok hanbok it's, it's like 16 fucking layers really? I can't, it's heavy so it's not the same as like z's people no z's people shit is way different they got the little fucking hat yeah. with the sleeves on the, the inside sleeves, of shit. yeah yeah our hanboks have like a lot of layers to it it's a whole ordeal to wear it Ooh. but then i hear like in, in korea uh, a lot of like fashion people are trying to modernize that shit really so if they modernize it I, I would rock that shit but as of right now you ain't got shit on this <laughs> no you need to go like whenever you and tim do a food thing you need to get all decked out head to toe wear it and just do the i would entire- fucking love that do shit it. welcome to san Fu's <laughs> I would do that shit so bad. Yo, you got to do it. Like you and Tim, do y'all's native clothes and just eat and see the you know stairs y'all gonna get. You know what's so interesting though? Like because my best friend's uh, Rwandan, African. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up around his family so much, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people didn't get this. And specifically, I was telling uh, Mariel about this. It's like America sees Africans and Black Americans as the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's culturally so fucking different Different. and Mm -hmm. people it's so weird how they how they can't see that because it's not even african and black that's different it's immigrant Mm -hmm. immigrant mentality is different from bred american yeah and uh that's like the biggest difference that i would see so like when i was telling mario about she didn't really get it she goes what do you mean i was like well i was like gabo he's 
Rwandan, but a big part of him also relates to him being a black American. And I think mm-hmm. that's just because of how America sees him as well. And probably how he sees himself too, because he doesn't really speak like Kenya Gwandan and stuff like that. Yeah. But he's still ethnically Rwandan, but how everybody else views him or the world views him is is as a black American. Yeah. Because when you're not talking, even if they don't see your your license, they're they're gonna think you're a black man. Yeah. The only time they see you, uh, unless you have like tribal marks, like my mom does, or my sister has tribal marks. Oh, but, for real? Because <clears throat> my sister was actually born in Nigeria. I'm the first one that was born here, and then my brothers after me were born here. Oh wow. Yeah. So, like, unless you have tribal marks and you know what tribal marks are, you'd be like, oh, you kind of look like they'll say exotic. African American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that type of thing. But it's true because, like, even at home, back at home, that's Nigeria. When yeah. you enter the doors of my house, that's Nigeria. When you leave the house, it's America. And mm. so there was this weird, like, complex for me because it's like, I know that I couldn't say half the stuff that my friends said at school at home. My mom was like, What did you just say? I'm like, Go on, sit down. Who told you that? You know, that kind of thing. And so um, my dad will, will be like, you know, you're not black American, you're African. So there's this kind of thing, like, I think with immigrant culture, and I, I know that a lot of us are trying to break it down now, because there used to be this divide with African Americans and immigrants. Yeah. And so my dad, I know for a fact, my dad had an issue with African Americans when he first got here, because African Americans were like literally against him. They're like, go back to Africa. You're taking all our opportunity and you're getting this, this and that, or, you know, whatever. And the first person that helped him was actually a, uh, Indian man. Oh, wow. An Indian man. That was the first man that helped him. And he was working at a shell gas station when he first got here. He experienced, uh, racism from everybody else. Yeah. And he was just surprised that a black man would talk to him in that kind of way. So there's a whole different like complex when it comes to um, Africans and African Americans. And it's weird because like I would see that growing up, and I would hear these conversations. Is because it's it's kind of like this. <clears throat> so a friend of mine uh, told me about this shit too, where she, how she grew up with it, and which how she explained to me was when she was younger, because she's also she identifies as being African. Mm-hmm. She goes, I never really understood. She kind of empathized with a lot of the racial stereotypes that people were saying about black people because she was an immigrant, right? So mm. she, so people would say stuff like, oh, black people are lazy. You know, they have all this opportunities because she would hear this from her parents, parents as well. Yeah. Right? Because that's, it's an African mentality, right? Because I, I personally for me, like how I see it and what I've seen, African people and Korean people are very similar mm-hmm. uh, work ethic wise. Mm-hmm. And so for them and her father was like, I work hard. I'm an immigrant. I came to this country. How did how did I get all this opportunity? Yeah. But I hear these people who are African American, they've been here for years and years and years. So what's their excuse? And so mm-hmm. she kind of grew up with that. But what happens to certain people, I, I believe, is that there's a certain flip because you could say that as much as you want in your own world. And as I mentioned before, just because you see yourself as an African mm-hmm. doesn't mean the rest of the world does. Exactly. And so when they get treated poorly and they're like, hold on a second, I'm not black American, I'm African. But then they start to feel the the weight of those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a choice on whether you feel that or not. You could sit there and tell that person, yo, I'm African. I'm actually not black. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so not at all. So when you feel that type of hatred and you feel that type of just like institutionalized hate, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Then it's, it starts to like flip these different gears. It's like, oh, well, maybe it's not because of the whole thing of them being lazy. Maybe it might be they might be at an actual disadvantage. Yeah. And Systematically, a- African-Americans, blacks, whatever term you want to use, Negroes, yeah. were all <laughs> <laughs> Negroes, like all this whole entire system was never built for us, even though the system was built by us. Yeah. You know, this country, the, the foundation was laid by slavery. Um, so now it's like, there's not, there's not actual old school slavery, like being in the field and picking cotton. No, now it's more of an institutionalized prison system set up to be a detriment to the black race. Yeah. So it's always something like people, I remember one time at SC and I, I had to, Ooh, I had to catch myself because, um, you know, and this is a whole nother thing that can be talked about too but as a black woman one of my counterparts was like well you know to all of us women we all go through stuff yeah we all go through this this, and that we all are at a disadvantage and this was before the me too movement and all this other stuff and i said i'm sorry you're white right she was like yeah i was like you go through stuff but you're not gonna go through what i go through as yeah. a black woman, if you went into the store, I went into the store, and one of our friends that's Asian, and then another one of our friends that's Mexican that goes into the store, who's the, who are they going to follow first? Yeah. They're going to follow me. Yeah. Then they might follow, you know, our Hispanic friend. Then they might follow our Asian friend. They're not going to follow you. Yeah. So you have to learn that already, that I'm already at the lowest of the low. Yeah. And you already have an advantage, even though, yeah, you're a woman and you have issues with payment and stuff like that. But remember as a black woman, a minority woman, us Asian women and Hispanic women are already like lowest of the low. Yeah. And she could not wrap her mind around it. It's hard because people don't experience it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it goes back to, and you know, like I don't like when I, when I hear about a woman like that, like I don't feel any hate towards her. It's just like, damn, like I wish I could just like take the experience I wish I could take her out of her body mm-hmm. and put her into yours for a second. And then maybe she would understand it a little bit. And it's not and it's not in a way to like hate on hate on her. It's mm-hmm. just more like you just don't know. And sometimes yeah. like I, I had the biggest trouble with this. And I had a conversation with uh with a lot of kids about the school. So I grew up in Sacramento, California, right? In NorCal. I used to say the N-word like a motherfucker, you know? Mm-hmm. And to this day, it slips out a lot just because yeah. I grew up with it as a kid. Yeah. I can tell you the very first moment I actually used the word. Like I'm talking about, I was chilling outside of my parents' store, and outside of my parents' store in South Sacramento, uh, there used to be uh, this this uh, food truck called Mo's uh, uh, Mo's, and Mo's used to serve these like tacos, these Philly cheesesteaks, and whatever. So every night around like five o'clock, Mo's would roll up on the block. There was Lord Tony's Artistic Fingers. There was the Punjab store. We used to call it Punjabs. I found out it's not actually called Punjabs recently, and it only clicked Y'all recently. So wrong. Yeah, we didn't know because they called it Punjabs too. Because we called it Punjabs, so they, he'd be like, "Welcome to Punjabs." Yeah. And so we're like, "Oh, it's Punjab." Like, Who's Punjab? Yeah. So we didn't know. I only found out recently that was a racist thing. I was like, "Oh yeah, shit, it is. it's not called Punjabs." Nope. But that's that's what we call it on the block. So, yeah. um, and I remember that all these like OGs used to kick it outside, and I was a young kid. And this kid, this dude, legit told me to say this. He goes, he goes, "Hey, what's up, young blood?" I'm like, "What's up, man? How you doing?" You know, I'm like super young. And then he goes, what do you call me? I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know your name, right? He goes, oh, what do you call me? I was like, I don't know. He was like, he's like, say, I'm your nigga. And I'm like, what? what? I was like, okay. And, then, and I just, from that point on, it was almost like 
I felt like I was accepted into a group, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I never really knew about that word. I was like eight or nine years old. I can't remember the exact number. He goes, whenever you say, you say, what's up, my nigga? That's what you say. Yeah. And it became ingrained in me so much. And it just started becoming that was something so casual and colloquial mm-hmm. that everybody said it. Even in Sacramento right now, anybody in NorCal to this day can attest that I guarantee you in Northern California, people use that word more freely than anywhere else. Yeah. Mexicans, Asians, black people, whatever, because it was like a sign of endearment. Mm-hmm. But what people forget too is that that's not your you don't get a passport all across the world that's within your little niche yeah right so when somebody says hey that word offends me you can't sit there and argue with somebody and say well so and so exactly you don't have that pass and what i mean by that is a lot of people don't understand the statement when i say everybody's allowed to have an opinion about something a hundred percent but the difference is is whether you, how much you believe your opinion matters on a subject that doesn't affect you. Exactly. The, exactly. Because <laughs> the thing is, is like when it, especially with the word nigga, like a lot of people. So I used to live before I moved to where I am now. Yeah. I used to live in what they call like little Tijuana of downtown. Like my neighbors were all Mexican, like down the block. And so I was outside one day and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill with these people because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I see them spray painting the be- building all the time. At least let me get cool with these hood, <laughs> <laughs> these hood rats so yeah. that, like, if something happens, yeah. know, they'll be there. And so I heard them calling each other nigga. And I'm like, I don't see no niggas around here. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Hispanic dudes. And I was like, but, but why? It's culture has taken that word and made it hip. Yeah. And for people who are not black, um, whenever I be like, like I told the dudes, I was like, y'all don't use that word. Yeah. And they're like, why? We, I mean, it's in the music and stuff. I was like, yeah, it's it's in the music of a black person saying it to their niggas or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But if you go down the street and say that to somebody, you're going to get cut. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to be mindful. Like the, the word has become so loose. But at the same time, some people say it because they're trying to be trendy or hip yeah or in a term of endearment or whatever may be their usage but then it's 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 kind of hard because this work came as something like hateful yeah 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 and so that it's oh i've been in this weird space with even me using the word because i'm like dang like like i know like oh this is my nigga but then at the same time it's like bruh my ancestors whether they were here in America or still in Nigeria, like they went through so much stuff. And would they want us to call them niggas? Like, why would I continue that? So it's, it's th- that whole word. I could talk all it just, it's, time about it. It goes back and forth exactly. because there, there's the other, there's the other opinion of, well, we took that word and we made it positive. So why, yeah. can, why can't we use it? You know? Exactly. And it's like, it's like, I see that point too. <laughs> so I see like, that point. So it's like, it's but, like this and that. But even know? then, like, Okay, like I will pose a question to you. Like, mm. do people use gook all the time with you? No, they don't. Because for us, like, I feel like nobody has been able to turn that word into something positive yet. Like, mm. and it doesn't, it just doesn't have that cultural effect. Like, for example, the the type of oppression, like, you know, today everybody's doing this bullshit now. I call it the oppression Olympics. You know what I mean? Mm. And they're really trying to like battle like black cultures. Like, well, we're oppressed too. Hold on. That's true. But we're not talking about that. Yeah. Like people have to realize, like for me, and I don't know if it's because I grew up in Sacramento, California. My, my best friend's African. He's black American. I don't know why, but I feel this way. But I do feel this way that you can't, you're, that's not a battle you're going to win in this country specifically. Yeah. The, the story and the, the historical 
relevance and like pain that comes from specifically slavery in this country that African-Americans feel or black Americans feel is something that you can't sit there and say, well, I've been oppressed too, because this isn't like an oppression Olympics. We're not trying to joust to see whose oppression is more difficult, right? You're not going to win that battle, right? So it's such a weird subject for me. So even for me, when I hear people use that word and I sometimes hear people who in my mind, and I have no right to uh, have an opinion about them. And this is where I say, like, where my opinion is just my opinion and it doesn't mm-hmm. have any weight. It's like, I'm like, man, I guarantee you never grew up around a single black person, but you use that word. Yeah. No, seriously. And that's the thing. Like, some white dudes the other day were in a convertible top and they were playing, I don't know if it was like ASAP Rocky. I don't know. Something. I'm not, I, it's so many rappers out there. And then, and so the the song says, nigga, and they was just like, bump up. I was like, I know half of y'all with this polo <laughs> shirt on don't have any black friends and y'all just using it freely. Yeah. So like, it irks me because it's like, I don't know. It's, it irks me because some people give passes and then the moment somebody says nigga the wrong way because it's all about delivery yeah they get twisted yeah and i'm like but you let them say this the whole time in front of you so you have to be mindful Mm. of what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're accepting yeah so you know just be mindful i mean i usually i and i've been using the word so much that i start calling people who not nigga nigga (laughs) so then i just be saying like i'll be calling you a z ninja now because i'm like okay let me say ninja (laughs) you know that kind of thing it's hard man and it's so funny because uh people write on comments is like well you used to say back in the day and i was like i did i'm not i'm not shying away from that fact but you didn't grow up like i did you didn't grow up around the people that i did you didn't grow up in the culture that i did exactly and and i'm telling you if if they go well maybe you'll say it now and then we're going to catch it you will catch me saying it yeah you will a hundred thousand percent i'll put it out there on this podcast right now you will catch me saying that word because a lot of my friends use it yeah and it it will slip out yeah just like every let's not get it twisted every culture has a word for some race like even for us like you know some nigerians they used to say chinchon yeah when they're you know but then now they say chinko yeah like, oh, he was Chinko. And that could be very derogative, right? Yeah. So every culture has it. Y'all just need to be mindful of how you're using it and stuff like that. I, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, like every culture has that shit. Yeah. And like I'm saying, like it just is, I'm going to say it again and it goes back. You can have an opinion about something, but just know whether your opinion has weight on a subject that doesn't affect you. Exactly. Because if you don't have the weight, bro, go sit down. Yeah, because like I've, like I've, <laughs> This this one kid came up to me during a college show. He goes, yo, man, like, I just want to know what's your opinion about, you know, saying the word nigga. And I was like, well, first of all, bro. You're asking, was he black? He's Asian. I was like, you asking the wrong person. My opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. And the fact that you think that I am some kind of, like, pass for you, like, I could give you this pass, I'm the wrong person to ask, dude. But we live in a culture and especially a society now that we're looking for passes from everybody. Yeah. Everybody, we're looking for validation. Like, oh, okay. Well, if Dave is saying it, then I'm gonna say it. if Kim Kardashian. Well, bad example. <laughs> <laughs> bad example. Yeah. But you know, if if one if Bart is saying it, okay, I'm gonna say it. if makeup Shayla is doing this, then I'm gonna do. Like, people are just like, okay, well, they're doing this, so I'm gonna do it. Nah, no. bro, make your own decisions. That's what you need to do, and stop yeah. trying to have somebody else lead the way for you who you barely even know. Yeah. And if you feel weird about it now, then you probably shouldn't say it. That's say that again. If you feel weird about it now, then you probably shouldn't say Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> That's what it is. It is what it is. And 
don't know, man, bro. <laughs> and I've always wanted to talk about this subject, but then you know, people always advise me. It's like, ah, oh, it's a little touchy. I'm like, it's not touchy because that's it's just truth to me. I mean, yeah. I can have a conversation with somebody if, like, for example, like I'll put it like this: if somebody came up to me, he was a black dude, and he was like, you know what? Don't you ever use that word? I'll probably in front of him. I was like, I'll try my best not to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and argue with the guy. How? Yeah. He's not going to. It's like it's the same way if he goes, you know what? If he said, came up to me and then he he said something, I don't know. Let's say like he had an opinion about how Asian men should be. I'd be like, mm. the fuck do you know? Because you're not Asian. You're not an Asian dude. Mm-hmm. So don't have an opinion about how Asian masculinity is. I don't want to hear your fucking opinion about that shit. It's not something that you experience. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. Yeah. You know, and people just don't see it. For some reason, some, people are so fucking attached to that word. And I can't understand why. Well, because the thing is, is the, the word is rooted in hatred. Yeah. And so whenever something that is rooted in hatred um, comes up as a trend, it is kind of there's there's multiple aspects of it. People look at it as a mockery. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm saying nigga, nigga, nigga now, you know, Hmm. Um, and but it's nothing. But to some people, it means something. Yeah. Because that's that strikes a chord within us. Like it feels funny. Yeah, it feels funny because even me, like even sometimes, like even when I I may use it, or if like somebody's like, "What's up, nigga?" to me, and they're black, like yeah, it's like cool. The reason why we are so we have so much candor with that word now is because. It's almost like we're reclaiming it and we know the strife that has come with it. Yeah. But if if a white person or a Hispanic person or somebody came up to me and was like, what's up, nigga? I'll say, what you just say? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. trying to catch these hands? Yeah. Because now it's like you don't know the weight that comes with it. Yeah. You don't know the weight. Like the first time somebody called me nigga was when I was in the sixth grade. This guy um, was making fun of me at lunch. And so he he told his sister, who was in the eighth grade, to come and, like, try to scare me or whatever. And I stood up and I said, I ain't scared of you like that. And I was like, if you got a problem, we can talk about this after school. And, like, you know, whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah. So um, we had a shouting match. I didn't hit her, nothing like that. But we ended up getting in trouble. Yeah. And her mom comes to pick her up after the principal's office and all this stuff. And her mom rolls down. They had a green Suburban. I remember this so vividly. Her mom picks them up, rolls them down. He had like red hair and his sister had brown hair. She's like, is that the nigga that got you in trouble? Huh. And I remember I like I've especially as an African child. I've never heard anybody call me that. Like yeah. I've, I've heard call me people call me African booty scratchers, stuff like that. And I was just like, OK, whatever. Yeah. But like nigga was like. I didn't even know what that word was. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Like, this feels really bad. I started crying. And I told my mom when I got home, even though I was already in trouble for that. But I was like, mommy, she called me nigger. And she said, what? I was like, she called me nigger. My dad was like, oh, I'm going up to that school tomorrow. Yeah. And my dad told the principal. The principal, the, the vice principal is black. The regular principal is white. But... It was so weird. And that, that's when the first time I felt the hate of the word. So I never used the word up until like my mid 20s. Yeah. It's just, it, there's hatred there because I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to follow me going home? And then like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm in Texas. Yeah. The KKK going to come up to our house and throw some, uh, you know, some cocktails and burn our house down. Like, you know, I just don't know. I was scared. Yeah. So a lot of times when people hear that from another race, they're like, oh, snap. Like, what you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. So it's it's touchy. It's hard. Um, but everybody just needs to evaluate where 
why they're using that word. And there's, it's, it's just a weird need. So like, like for example, if like, if like a blonde haired white girl was like, okay, well, why can't I use the word? Because I hear it in music all the time. And that's not that you're not asking the right question. It's why do you need to say it? Exactly. Thank that, you. That's the real question is why do you need to? Why is it such a big thing to you that you have to say it? And you, and it's like, well, everybody else gets to, well, guess what? Welcome to the oppression club then. Cause Ex- now, you know, well, welcome to a club where you, you preaching don't, on today. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club where you don't get to do something because of this, the color of your skin then. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. So, and it's not even something big. It's something so small. Very small. And they get so riled up off of some so small. Off of something so small. And don't ooh, don't get me started. <laughs> like, it's not like we over here buying our ways into schools. <laughs> okay. You know, shade. Full house. <laughs> full house. Yeah, I know why that house is full, because you got a full, full of money. Okay. <laughs> if you really want to do some damage, give me 500000 to pay my student loans and let me go buy this house. Okay? You over here. It's not like we're... It's a, it's a word that they feel like they get so mad. I've literally seen people get red in the face because we're like, don't use that word. Why can't I use it? Da, 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 da. Why and I'm like... Get, why are you so mad about Why are this? you so mad? Like what? I don't get that part. And then I start laughing because it's not supposed. It's not supposed to be funny. But I'm like, I'm laughing because you this mad off of a word, and I'm mad because I just walked into the store and old girl was following following me around, trying to act like, oh, do you need help? I told you three times I don't need help. Yeah. So you know, it's like that that kind of stuff. You want to have the privilege of being mad for something small like that. When I don't even have the privilege of having peace when I go to the store or I don't have the privilege of having peace when I'm driving down the street and two cops are like side by side and they're checking out my tags, even though my tags are valid. Yeah. You know, so it's just like little stuff like that is what pisses me off when it when a specific race gets mad because they can't use the word. And it's it's weird, too, because like I even think about it like this in the sense of um. Like like in white America, right? So it, it's weird how even till this day, people don't, with all the, the knowledge and all the conversation that's happening now with it, they still don't understand. They go, okay, well, I heard this like Asian or Mexican dude use it and, you know, people just kind of shrugged it off. They're not black. It's like, but there is a historical hatred that happened between white Americans and black Americans. So I don't know about them, but what I do know is that well, for some reason, when you say it, it hurts a lot more. Mm-hmm. It feels weird. Mm-hmm. It feels a certain way. Even mm-hmm. for me, I'm not even black, but I feel weird about it. I'm like, yeah. something weird about you saying it for some reason. Exactly. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe, Like I said, it's probably because of the, 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 the neighborhood that I grew up in. I grew up around a lot of black people. Yeah. And so I, I get a taste of that. So it feels weird when it rolls off your tongue because it's, it's kind of like, People before you, and we're not we're not holding you to it against it. Like I'm not hating you for it, yeah. but that means that you're not acknowledging what happened before. And now you ha- you have this word that was used to ridicule somebody, to belittle them, mm-hmm. and now that is cool. Okay, so you get to do that when it was cool then, and you get to do it now when it's cool now. Mm-hmm. So so what's how is that fair? That it, my thing is is don't <laughs> you you get mad about the word. But you can't even understand when your black coworker mm. comes to work, especially a black woman, yeah. and they tell her, oh, you need to press your natural hair. Yeah. If you can't even understand the fundamentals of that alone, you don't even need to be using the word. 
If you can't understand the reasoning as to why we're mad when it comes to police relations and black people, don't use the word. Yeah. If you can't understand that nine times out of 10, if a black man is driving a luxurious car and he's in a all white neighborhood, more than likely he's going to get the cops called on him. You can't use the word. Like it's literal things like that. Like I'm like, you, you don't understand the oppression, just like you were saying before you will. And more than likely, they probably will never understand the oppression at all. So I just, I don't, I don't understand this notion of, of bitterness or anger when they get so mad, when you tell them that they can't do something. Oh, you know why? It's because they've never been told that they can't do anything. Exactly. And so that's why when when they meet that type of uh, friction, they're like, oh, wait, you're telling me I can't do something? I, I'm, I'm privileged. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. And, you know, I feel like anybody who is a, you know, white American that's listening to this, it's not this is not a negative conversation where I'm dogging on like white Americans. Like, oh, you know, it's it's all good. You know, it's just it's it's a frustration that people feel. Yeah. And it would be nice if it was understood. Yeah. And communicated that way. But. Like I said, when you when you have a conversation and somebody tells you how they feel about something and you're dismissive of it and you say you're just being sensitive, when you don't even know what it's like, it's kind of like, then where does this conversation go, mm-hmm. right? Because for me too, like, and I, and I also get a note of the extra woke white people too. Like they, yeah. they annoy the fuck out of me even more. <laughs> they, they, they piss me off even more. They're yeah. like, it's like, because <laughs> they try to... <sighs> You're not woke. Sorry. I just, I mean, you understand history. That's great. You know, and you understand certain elements of social, social interactions and stuff. But some of them take it to the point to where, um, not all, because I have some friends who are white and they're woke. So I don't want to blanket everybody. But some that I've met, they legit think that they're so woke that they know the struggle. Yeah. And it's like, bro. Rachel Dolezal. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of them. Because we don't, <laughs> you don't open a can of worms. Rachel literally thinks, oh, oh, I, I can be black. That's why she tans her skin. She gets her hair braided, whatever. Black people can't become white. There's no choice. And there's this, there's even a hashtag, you can see it on Instagram, there's um, some European white girls, and even some of them here, they're, they've gotten so tanned that they look like black girls. Oh, they're really? Doing, they're, they look like black girls, they get their hair braided. I kid you not, if you did not see, this one girl exposed them, and it was like trending for like a couple months. It was like three or four girls. They look black. Like, I didn't even know they weren't black until I saw a picture before and after. People want to be black. Because they think it's trendy. A lot of the times, the trends that's, that, that's hip and happening in popular culture came from black culture. They want to be black up until a certain extent, until they need to invest, because or they, until they need to get loans, or until they need mm. to get that job or that acceleration. Being black is a trend, but you don't want to, they don't want to have all of the discords yeah. and the, the challenges that come with being black. Look, no shame to the Kardashians, but they got black bodies and everything that they do is is based off of black culture, but they're still white. Yeah. They still have the privilege of being, well, they're Armenian, but they have uh, Eurocentric features that kind of like, they, they're they not going to get the discrimination that black people get. 
Yeah. And so it's this it's this thing like people want to soak it up and and have this culture, but they don't want the things that come with it. Rachel can to today she can stop tanning and stop putting weave in her head and she's gonna look like a white woman and get all her privileges back. Yeah. And that's the weird thing, yo. When I saw a picture of what she looked like before, that bitch looked like a Puritan. Yeah. She looked she looked like she churned butter like she for was a living. Amish. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> I was like, you were you were purebred white. Yes. You were like straight from the like, waterfall. You know, like she's over here making wool blankets <laughs> and making her own butter. She got about five sheep, you know? You know, and you know, I guess like the one thing that I did feel bad about for her was was how bullied her kids were. Yes. You know, that's kind of fucked because up. Because her kids are mixed race. Yeah, her kids are mixed race kids mm-hmm. and they, they kind of feel the brunt of like her mom's choices, which which sucks, you know? Yeah. And I wish like they would just leave those kids fucking alone. Yeah. I I, I don't like when people bully kids at all. Yeah. Um, at all. Like leave the kids out of it. I think that's what people, I guess like for me, like I'm not a, I don't like that word cultural appropriation because it's been used so much. Mm-hmm. It kind of lost all its meaning. But that's, cultural appropriation really means like. Picking and choosing when you get to have the benefits, but you don't take all the negative and all the all the mm-hmm. stuff that comes along with it. And mm-hmm. they, I think that's definitively what cultural appropriation is, right? Yeah. It's like you can say, um, like, for example, uh, I guess like a hot trend in modeling. There's this girl um, that I met through like on Instagram. She's like, she's a really dope girl. Um, she's a model friend of my friend Darian. And she's kind of upset about this trend where these models are doing this. They're making their eyes slant up. I didn't know that. And they'll do this. They'll, they'll cover their face. Half, um, and they'll pull their eyes back, and it's like a trend right now. Like doing this, and Do, yeah, it's like a. Is trend. it like with the picture, or like they actually putting their like hands the, up? Like the pictures, like a modeling photo to make like like Asian Asian eyes, you know. And it's like a it's like a trend right now. Mm. And so, if Asian people don't understand what it feels like, you know, that's why people had a I guess like a certain. I mean, it was kind of extreme, like the whole dreads thing when they saw a white person with dreads. Uh, some people took that really extreme, but I cannot kind of understand why it felt that way because it was like, so I used to get made fun of for that hair. Mm-hmm. People said it was dirty. People said it was raggedy as fuck. But now you put it on and now you're this woke ass person and yeah. you're a trendsetter. So yeah. what the fuck? Well, I don't get that shit. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing with these Asian eyes when they people people see exactly. this shit. It's like, mm. So maybe that's what it feels like. Yeah, that what they <laughs> This particular race does this with everybody. They do yeah. it with the black folks. They do it with the Asian folks. They do it with Hispanic folks. They do it with the Indians. Yeah. I mean, look at Redskins. Yeah. We still haven't changed the name of the football team. Yeah. You know? So it's it's like, I don't... It frustrates me so badly um, because... It's like they don't care. Like you can bring it up as much as you want and they'll try to act like, oh, there's where we're hearing you, but you haven't done anything. Yeah. And I don't I don't know where that culture came from, where it's like, OK, like, for instance, I was so pissed off when Kim Kardashian posted her her Sade Adu braid oh, that she had. Yeah. And she was like, oh, it's by um, what was it? What's the girl's name? Billy or I forgot some white model from like the seventies. I said that girl that came from Africa. Okay, the Zulu people were doing their hair like that, and that's the hairstyle. She's like, oh, you know, I love. I think it was not Bojangles. Lord, I'm thinking about a, a certain. <laughs> you t- but yeah, like you Talk know about that fried chicken joint in the yeah. fucking <laughs> Yeah, like you know, just like they've been doing this Bo for Derek. age. Bo Derek, yeah, there we yeah. go. Um, 
you know, they've been doing this for ages with, with, with minstrel, minstrelsy, like, you know, doing the blackface or like when they wanted to portray Indians in movies, they would all like do like a really tan brown face and feathers in their hair. I just like, it pisses me off when I see stuff like, I haven't seen that yet. So I know I will be infuriated by that because it's just like, you're doing this. What, what were you doing that for? Yeah. I don't know. What's the point? Just like with the lip injections. Y'all were making fun of us. Ooh, For the big making... lip and the big booty and it's hot. Isn't that so exactly. fucking wild? Remember? Like like people used to make fun of that, that fucking joke. It's like, oh my God, look at her fucking fat ass. Like it was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's a hot. It's, it's fucking hot. hot right now. Like, oh my gosh, she got me. Yeah. I got my lips done. Jay-Z lips. <laughs> like what the heck? This is trendy now? Yeah. You know? And that's what pisses me off, man. It's just... I can't. It's it's, it's, a, it's a weird feeling, man. Yeah. Because it's like everything that you were made fun of before is now with a hot thing. Mm-hmm. And now you go from like... You know, pe- people sometimes see it as this. It's like, well, aren't you happy? Because now like you're the it thing. But it's like, no, because now it's like I feel like an object. Like I feel... Now I get to... Well, you're saying now I have the privilege to be like objectified or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to explain to somebody, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to sound like somebody that's complaining about this stuff. But as I get older, I do think about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, like things just don't roll off my shoulders like it used to. Yeah. But the thing is, is I'm not going to feel happy. Yeah. Because I'm not benefiting from this. Mm. They're benefiting from it. They can have the hairstyle and then go back to their normal lives and they're fine. Yeah. But this is who I am. My hair is kinky. Yeah. Okay. But if you're telling me to press, I remember I was trying out right after I got out of grad school at SC, I was trying out for like, uh, I wanted to do TV reporting instead of print reporting. Yeah. And so this lady told me straight up, there's a, a, a really big brand Uh, that does like placement and styling for on-air reporters. And so, you know, I showed her like my portfolio and my reel and everything. She was like, "Mm, well, if you want to be on TV, you're going to need to lose like 80 pounds. Shit. Yes. And um, you need to do something with your hair. Yeah. I was like, like what with my hair? Like, you know, I can put it in a bun. I can do that. She's like, no, you're going to have to straighten that. And in my mind, I'm like, what's the problem with my natural hair? Yeah, literally. And so it that blew me away because I've never experienced that kind of professional like prejudice or that professional Mm. like racism. And so I went to the bathroom and I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. And so there was a reporter that was hearing me crying and she was like, girl, do what you need to do. She was like, you know, it, the game has not changed for years and years. If you need to wear a wig for now and then later on down the line, you know, you can wear your natural hair, but just do what you need to do. And I, that even hearing her, that even made me mad. Because she, she because kind of gave in. She yeah, gave she in. gave in. And this is a well-known reporter. And I'm just like, I get it. But when are we going to stop? Like, for real, y'all are hating on me because my hair is kinky? Yeah. And y'all telling me that I now I have to subject myself to your American standards. Yo, people didn't even understand this concept. I actually wrote a sketch for Khalif called Let Me Touch a Fro. Ooh. Remember that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> so people don't people thought it was hilarious, but that was I wrote that sketch for Khalif because I, I always heard that shit growing up. And I always say this, I always shout out my hometown Sacramento because of how culturally diverse it is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the stuff that people talk about. I wouldn't be on their wavelength. Like they didn't understand what was the problem. Why can't I ask to touch his hair? Because he's not your fucking pet. That's why I'm. <sighs> it's just it's hair. It's his hair. 
Mm. Like even like so, Mer- like I love Meryl to death, but she didn't grow up around a single fucking black person. Mm-hmm. So for her, you know, she's just you know, for Khalif because he's my he's like one of my closest friends. She's like, she's like, Khalif, like you mind if I touch your hair, you know? And I told her, I was like, it's okay because Khalif, we're close like that, but in general, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something that you should do. And for um, she's she's a fucking intelligent woman, so she was like, oh, I can I understand she gets it, you know. But for her, it's it's just ignorant. at least she asked. At least she fucking asked. Some people just go up and touch it because I smacked this woman's hand one day. Yes, I sure did. Last year, I had an afro. It wasn't my hair, but you know, um, <laughs> it was a weave. But she, it was really hey, you big. It. It's your fucking I, hair. Yeah, I bought it, so it was real big. This woman, like, I'm helping her, like, da, 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 you know, I'm at work, and then da, 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 yeah, okay. All of a sudden, I feel something <laughs> in my head. She put her hand in my head. I said, excuse me? No, you don't do that. Oh, I just wanted to touch. I was like, would you like it if I started doing this to you? And I started putting my hands all up in her hair, like, oh, my gosh, your hair's so straight. Yeah. All this other stuff. I said, oh, wow, wow. Oh, yeah, you don't do that. I'm not your pet. This is my hair. You don't touch me without asking. Exactly. And it's so weird how even at that moment when you said, excuse me, what are you doing? She thought that, oh, I was just touching your hair was an acceptable response. And then she thought, oh, it's going to be cool if I say I was just touching your hair mm-hmm. it's like if i was chilling right and then uh some some lady or dude came up and touched mariel's hair because they thought it was so silky i would grab that motherfucker's and i'd snap his fucking hand <laughs> so you don't fucking touch it without asking exactly him. you know it's the same concept that's what i'm saying that's that's like this huge disconnect and i've never been able to understand that because well, number one my parents own a beauty supply store so i mm-hmm. grew up around black women 20 i'm still four. waiting on my hair yo <laughs> let me know what you want because my parents might retire in a couple um, years um i need a 24 inch 24 inch what mm-hmm. i don't know i gotta think about peru uh, <laughs> you want that Indian Remy hair? Yeah. You trying to get that silky, silky oh, shit? Man, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hair got fucking expensive as shit, dude. Yes. So, like, well, we're going to do some hair talk real quick. <laughs> but, um, so when I was working at my parents' store, I used to help them run it and shit. But I remember that was just out of nowhere, the hair prices skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And you know what fucking happened? Fucking white people started so, to understand mm-hmm. that, yo, I don't have to do my actual hair and grow it out. Yep. I could just put in clips and extensions on. Yep. And then the price went With, boom. boom. We used to have like the $7.99 packs, the yes, $6.99 packs. and it was all human hair. It wasn't human hair blend. It was the real thing. Human hair. And it wasn't as good as some of the other stuff. But if people wanted something real quick that was cheap, because mm-hmm. by the way, when you buy hair, that that's not already the cost. The process costs more. More. Mm-hmm. So you got to buy this expensive ass hair. You got to buy the needle to do the threading. Exactly. And so like I just remember the price is skyrocketing. And everybody, were mad. they were mad at us. Like, oh, you trying to fucking profit? It's like, no. I don't think you realize. This shit got hella expensive. Yep. Like our, our $7 packs became $15 packs. Yeah. Our $10 packs were now 25 bucks. And it was just the same margins for us, but we just had to up it up. And people didn't get it. They thought yeah. we were trying to like, oh, like, oh, you fucking trying to profit us. No, it's like, no, motherfucker. We trying to live. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to pay my bills. Yeah, what the fuck? I got this fucking like thrift store clothes on. What you think I'm balling the fuck? I got this dashiki I got from somebody else. What are you talking it's about? It's the same thing with wig culture too, because now Beyonce. everybody's wearing wigs. Yo, I'm telling you real quick. When Beyonce, I forgot what performance it was, but she had that lace front wig. Mm -hmm. Lace front wigs blew the fuck up. And Mm -hmm. that's all everybody wanted from us. Because back in the day, it was just pro style gel and a fucking drawstring ponytail. (laughs) Full closure. (laughs) 
Child, I miss the ponytail days. It was mm. easy back then. It sure was. Like, you don't have to do all this. Oh, my gosh. I need to put, you know, the glue right here and lay the lace down, put down the baby. Yeah. Like, it's just too much nowadays. That's it's what the lace front did. It gave, it gave the baby hair so it looked real. It looked real. like it, it came from your scalp, even though we all know that's some lace. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's some lace. That ain't come from your scalp. Dude, that shit would be so funny because, like, I remember... uh like I would hear people, like specifically when I was in school, because you know people don't expect this like Korean Asian kid to have grown up around black women mm-hmm. with black women hair problems and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would just hear some shit that used to crack me up. They're like, "Damn, this girl every day she gets her hair done. She doesn't hit. She's like, she didn't get that hair done. She she snapped that shit on real quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shit took two seconds. No, because I changed my hair like maybe every two weeks, and so I know my coworkers are like, "Dang." Oh, there one coworker used to be like, "Oh, he made your hair grow a lot overnight." <laughs> I'm like, "Heffa, you know that I use put <laughs> a weave in my head. Stop trying to make comments. We know it's a weave, okay?" That's fucking um, funny, man. You know, did you ever think that you were gonna marry a black woman? I did. Mm. I I actually thought that uh, I probably would have ended up with either a Vietnamese girl, a black woman, or a Latina girl. But I never thought I'd be with a Korean girl. Mm. And even my best wow. friend assumed that I was probably gonna end up with a black girl. Wow. Yeah. So did I. I. I legit did though. I didn't think I I I would have always thought, oh, Dave's gonna be with a Korean girl. Or yeah, that's so interesting, right? When I first met you, I was like either a Korean girl or I could see you with somebody who's mixed, like yeah. Korean and like Hispanic or something. Yeah, like I well, I think it's just like I don't know. Like it was so weird for me growing up just because I think I grew up around so many black women. I mm-hmm. just assumed, you know, yeah, maybe. But then like I think um like for once, I think people do get it twisted. Like I know we always hear these these comments about Asian parents and how they don't like black people. Where mm-hmm. my parents own a black beauty supply store. If they didn't know, like black people, why the fuck would they open a black beauty supply store? Yeah. That'd be the dumbest fucking thing on earth. Yeah. So for me, it was just hard culturally for my mom. So mm-hmm. because family is so important for me and for me to keep my culture alive, specifically in this country where I feel like it gets diluted because people mm-hmm. tend to be ashamed of it. Yeah. Um. If I did marry a black girl, she would have to know how to speak Korean. That was a period in the story. Oh, wow. So it's like... I know some that know how to speak <laughs> But, you know, maybe yeah. that's pretty. Yeah, those are the... <laughs> so if I, if I did... I guarantee you, if I met that one fine-ass black girl and then she spoke Korean fluently, I would have chased her to the ends of the earth. <laughs> because I never saw it. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... Like that was just such an important thing for me was to, for me to preserve my culture because I want my kids to know how to speak Korean. Yeah. I don't want them to just die with me. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of the girls that I ended up dating, I would just bring it up casually like, yo, yeah. so what would you think about learning language? I can't learn language. I'm like, well, this conversation's over. It's now. over. Yeah. I feel the same way. The first dude that I ever liked when I was in elementary school, he was Italian. Mm. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm open. But now I, I desire a Nigerian man. It's something about it, you know, and yeah. I think also, too, because I think the, the, the beautiful thing about your, your family specifically is that you guys came to this country, but you didn't lose your ethnic identity. Mm. And that happens a lot because you get scared of persecution, yeah. bigotry. So you tend to put who you are and what you grew up with and what built you as a human being to the back because mm-hmm. you're afraid of that shit. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said... Your mom have has conversations with Jesus like this. <laughs> Jesus. So she ain't scared of shit. <laughs> She's not scared you, you of You got to meet my daddy. You think my mama's that way. You, you need to meet my daddy. I'm trying to have your dad cradle me and rock me to sleep. <laughs> Don't worry. When I get married, you guys will meet them all. I'll be so happy. I'm telling you, man. Like, that's 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 the great thing, too. And you, you find out when you get older how all that stuff bleeds into your life. Yeah. How important it is to you. Very important. You never know that. When I was a kid, I would have never thought how important it was for me to 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 relate 
to me being Korean. Yeah. I didn't realize how often I use, I didn't realize how my behaviors are so Korean. I'm super proud to be Korean. I make a lot of jokes about Korean people because that's my culture, mm-hmm. but I'm proud to be Korean as me fuck. Too. Well, I'm not Korean, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud to be Nigerian. But when I was younger, I was ashamed. Yeah. Because people would call you African booty scratcher and they'll be like, go back to Africa and do you guys talk like this? Oh, All the time. And I was just like, no, we don't do that. I don't want to be African. I remember I came home. I told my mom, I, was like, I don't want to be African no more. She beat your ass. <laughs> no, she did. She said, go tell your dad what you just said. My dad said, why would you even say that? And I was like, because they said that. He was like, eh, they're just mad because they're not as smart as you. And I was like, wow, okay. Man, your parents, so- I feel like your parents were so like emotionally supportive. Like, they were. They they like they built you up strong because you do have a very very strong presence. Like when you oh, walk wow. in a room, people notice you. So oh, I call wow. you African Sunshine. Like you walk in and there's always I'm I'm I know that you definitely go through your own things mm-hmm. and I know that you have your own personal issues, mm-hmm. but you are somebody who doesn't put that onto others, mm-hmm. right? So you learn how to deal with your problems and when you're around people, you you you're very like socially aware, yeah. which a lot of people cannot do. Yeah, Guys, girls, it doesn't true. fucking matter. If they have a bad day, the whole world is going to feel it that like, day. You're going to feel my <laughs> like, but for I you, can't do that. Because I know that you you, you know, you went through a lot of things, especially moving to L.A., yeah. but I wouldn't have known unless, like, Z mentioned it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known this stuff. Yeah, because you remember, there was, there was a time when I was living with Z for, like, what, two yeah, or three months? you were going through some rough time. I didn't even know that shit. Yeah, I was homeless, man. That's so fucking wild to me. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And, like, Z kind of helped you out a lot mm-hmm. and stuff, so that's probably where your guys' bond came through. Yeah. That's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Your mom must love Z. <laughs> Man, my mom, she's like, oh, God, we bless Z. We pray for a wife for him. <laughs> and he found himself a light-skinned <laughs> black girl. Yes, he found it. My mom thought she was Puerto Rican, but I was like, nah, she black. She, she looks Puerto Rican, Colombian. Yeah, but she she loves Z. Like, that's her son. That's amazing. She's like, that's my son. She's always asking about him. Have you spoken to Z? And there's something because my mom's. I think she's coming next month. She's like, yes, I need to cook for him. He needs to eat jollof rice. He needs to cook. <laughs> I was like, uh, what about me? <laughs> I was like, eh, I see you all the time. I don't see him all the time. I was like, um, ma'am, you do not see me all the time. <laughs> like, what the heck? That's so fucking funny. Dude. Yeah. Parents sometimes treat your friends better than they treat you. They sure do. <laughs> and they will embarrass you. They will embarrass you. That's when they want to bring out all the stories about how you did this and that. I'm like, why are you telling them that? Why are you telling them that? Yo, there's a few people on this earth where when I curse and I act up, you know, just because it's how I grew up, it's hard for me to change it. I always think in the back of my mind, I'm not even fucking shitting you. I'm like, damn, oh, Wayman's mom's not seeing this shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I feel like the weight of her judgment on my back. I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like she's watching me and shit. I'm like, Bruh. I'm like, I don't curse all the time. It's just, it's for, it's for giggles. It's for giggles. What? Yeah, my like, mom's gonna be. Oh, David thinks that highly of me. But who doesn't? Who doesn't? Your mom has the same, the Yo. same type of like warmth and confidence. You definitely got that from your mom. You're oh, definitely an extension of your mom because your mom, when she was at the refresh event she commanded a presence that i've never felt before i saw a golden line behind her i was like the fuck is that that shit that's was, my mama <laughs> that she was great i'm like are you still doing the whole refresh event yeah i've i've taken a break um just because i like you said that there's a lot of stuff that i was going through mm-hmm. just like finding my own beauty and so i found myself like refreshing other people but i was feeling depleted uh, and so I, I literally just got this tattoo that says beautiful. 
God damn, you got a tattoo too? Yo, my best friend just got a tattoo. That son of a bitch. We supposed to get one together, you <laughs> dumbass. This is my second one though. Oh, really? I have another one. Where yeah. you got the other one at? Uh, okay. No, but. no, it's okay. It's on my hip. Oh, okay. So I got it's it when I was ass. 19. <laughs> no, it's not on it. It's, it's on my hip okay. right here. No, that's your ass. That's your no, it's not. Whatever. Hey, man, that's your side ass. <laughs> that's called side ass. No, that's called hip. No, it's called side ass. The doctor will say that's the hip. Let me tell you something. Just because you say it is, God knows. <laughs> God knows what side ass is. Whatever. It's my hip. But um, yeah, so, you know, I'm going on this self-love journey because, you know... And you could relate, like being yeah. a plus size person your whole entire life. Yeah. You people always tell you that you're beneath. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people have told me, well, maybe you would have somebody if you were smaller. <laughs> and God. so, like, you have know, have I not heard that? Yeah. And so, like, people have been saying, even now that I'm getting older, they're like, oh, you know, and I'm, you know, thank God, I've lost like 50 pounds. That's yeah. fine. But for, I've That's done amazing. it for myself. Yeah. Right. But even then, like in the beginning, when I started, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to lose weight so I can get a husband. And I'm like, nah, that should not be your goal. Yeah. Because you're going to be chasing a a satisfaction that is rooted in sorrow or rooted in judgment. And so, you know, this whole, I went 29 years not thinking that I was beautiful. Wow. And so, you know, I've been on this journey now just trying to tell myself okay you are beautiful like you are an image you're made in god's image so you're beautiful and yeah. so i'm trying to see myself the way that god sees me yeah and so that's when i got this i actually got this it's peeling so because it's well, peeling. Recent. yeah i got it last week saturday you know i'm telling you man like the, I, I definitely understand what it feels like because i was a big guy for a majority of my life mm-hmm. you know i actually had the opposite of you like i thought i was beautiful constantly and yeah I, and that's one thing i <laughs> I've always wanted to tell you that, like, David, for every time I was around you, I was like, man, I need to get confidence like Dave, yo. <laughs> like, for real, for I remember one time, this was like, I think maybe like 2014 or 15, no, I didn't meet you at 14, 2015, we were talking, I think we were all like, like Z's house, or mm-hmm. we all went to out to eat in K-Town, yeah. and um, you're like... Hey man, why you ain't got no man? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And so I said, I don't know, maybe I'm not pretty enough. And you looked at me, you said, the fuck? <laughs> I'm telling you. What? I- you are pretty, like, what? Wait, why are you saying that? And so that was the first time I ever met correction. And so I was like, uh, 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 I didn't know what to say. And you're like, no, you are a bomb ass woman. This, this, and that. And I was just like, wow. I was like, God, I need that kind of, you know, confidence from Dave. Because I always tell people this, man, like, you know, the whole world, I feel like this whole world is designed to break you down. I always mm-hmm. tell kids this. So if everybody else's objective is to tell you something that you're not, the, the first source of negativity can't be from you. You have mm-hmm. to be the first person every day to tell yourself that you're something special because everybody else is going to do that Yeah, constantly. Yeah. So if you're the first person to tell you tell yourself that you're not beautiful, then what's going to happen? You're exactly. already at a disadvantage. Yeah. And I found it so difficult when people would do that to themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you expect other people to love you when you don't love yourself? Exactly. That is so fucking hard. Yeah. And, and one of my good friends just posed that to me like a couple of weeks ago. And um, he was like talking to me. He was like, what's going on? Because I feel like something's going on with you. You've been real quiet. And so I told him and he was like, 
you and we were talking about refresh because he was like, oh, what's what's the next refresh event? I want to help, like you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm putting a hold on it because I feel depleted, and then I'm just I'm going through a lot of stuff with like my self image and stuff. And he was like, you won't be able to receive love if you can't even love yourself. Yeah. And that blew me away because I'm like, dang, I'm like praying like God, I can't wait for me to get a man, and oh, you know, da da da. And then God's just like, bruh, you can't even love yourself. How will I? You pray for this perfect not perfect love but you pray for this love that stretches you that Mm. brings fullness to you that you can see like somebody else's flaws and still love them and all this other stuff but you can't even see your own flaws and love yourself yeah you can't even see you know and so that's what i've been on you know recently but i i'm gonna bring refresh back in the summer yeah um but right now i'm just working work on on yourself it's 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 super important like the same way I can give like what's the word I'm looking for I guess like permission to tell myself that I'm beautiful Mm -hmm. if somebody's gonna call me ugly I'm gonna call myself ugly first you don't get to do it first you know know? like like for me too like I I had the hardest time losing weight because I thought I was fit really (laughs) I thought I was fit I said (laughs) athlete I said I can't believe I'm not in the NBA right now I take LeBron LeBron Are you? I snapped those ankles. You thought highly of yourself. I thought too highly of myself. <laughs> but then my heart murmur and my yeah. kneecap said otherwise. Yeah, and that back pain and start the back giving pain. you. Yep. yep. And I was like, they don't make triple XLs like they used to, huh? Why is yeah. it so tight? They, they start saying how like the, the well, I don't know. Maybe I still feel like they be making sizing smaller nowadays. I, be, I blame my dryer real quick. I was like, this shit too hot. Dang, I, no, <laughs> I, put it, I, I put it on too long. Yeah. It's like, God damn, I got this shit on set on Satan. This shit's fucking. Mm, it shrunk my clothes. I, uh. I, you know, I kept making excuses. And then finally, like, it hit, dude, you know what? I, I talk about the story too much, but it's just, I'll tell you this. But I found out that I was fat just because of what Mariel said to me. And. She was almost in shock about how judgeful, how judgmental I was of other fat people. Because mm. like we'd be sitting, <laughs> should you not? We were sitting eating, and there was the, this couple of fat people that were eating. I just looked uh-huh. at them. I was like, mm, look at those fat people just munching away. And she looked at me. She goes, "You're fat." I was like, "What do you mean I'm fat?" I was like, "They fat." Yeah, I'm not fat. She goes, "You're fatter than them." I was like, "What?" I was like, "What you on your period or something? What's going on? Like, why, like, why are you tagging me? Like, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Am I a fat person?" And all this shit started clicking, dude. I was like, mm. oh, shit, I'm fucking fat. Yeah. Like, I knew I was fat, but I didn't think I was fat, fat. Yeah. You know, like, because I just always thought highly of myself. Yeah. But then I started realizing, yo, I have sleep apnea. Mm. You know, my skin's terrible. My knees hurt. My back hurts. I'm like, now it's not a matter of opinion. This It's just fact. Like, you yeah. are super out of shape and you got to get this shit together. Exactly. And so it's just, it for me, that's another thing, too, is because, like, I have symptoms of sleep apnea, too. And yeah. that that was where I was like, I can't. Yeah. Like, I think the my heaviest weight was 313. Oh, shit. Yeah. I Dang, I said that on. Now, I was actually, I'm proud of you right there. You did yeah that's a very big thing right there yeah because you would ask i would ask a lot of women like what because the, they would talk to me about wanting to lose weight i'm like well what do you weigh right now they're, i can't tell you and yeah, i can't, and I'm, I can't help right you. now i'm 257 that's amazing so i mean i still i still want to lose like another like 75 that's that's very doable I still but it took lose me my... a while it took me like people like some people i have a cousin who lost like 
like 60 pounds in the last like seven months. Man, dude, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> but for <laughs> she ain't no crack. I love you because you ain't no crack. No, but like for me, I've done it gradually because whenever I lose weight fast, I gain it back fast. Yeah. And so this journey for me started like 2016. That's perfect. And so, I mean, it's been up and down, but people always think like the weight loss journey, like you just have to be always constantly dropping weight. It's like, no, you have to learn this is a lifestyle. Yeah. It took me a year to lose 60 pounds. So yeah. it was a long time. So like people, they thought it was fast because they haven't seen me in a minute because I, yeah. work, I was working on it, but it was like a year-ish. It took it took some time. Yeah. And I, I had to learn about healthy food options. Why is it healthy? Why do I crave? And what, I guess like the big thing too, I started feeling weak because i'm like why does this food have so much control over me yeah like and emotional eating or- yeah like how weak am i as a human being that mm-hmm. if i don't eat this i throw a tantrum mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm in a bad mood mm-hmm. and what i found out is i'm actually addicted to this stuff yeah i am highly addicted yeah. to high fat high carb foods and if i don't get it i have the same symptoms as a fucking crackhead yeah i mean they said sugar is just as addictive as cocaine i heard it's more mm-hmm. i heard it's worse and so I'm talking about some shit like my roommate came down once, right? And this is during the time I was like really trying to like eat healthier food. And this is the, I actually failed this time, but I was trying to get like healthy and eat some healthier food. And I'm talking, I was snapping at him real quick. Like he came down, he goes, Hey man, you want to go for a walk? I was like, I ain't trying to walk with your ugly ass. Get your ass back upstairs. Dang. And then he's like, The fuck, man? I'm just trying to spend time with you. And he just storms upstairs. And I'm like, Oh shit. I, oh, I like, he was trying to be sentimental. You over here threw back. <laughs> Like, get the fuck away from me, ugly. He's Dang, like, you rude. I know, but I was I was on some shit. I was like yeah. scratching myself in a corner. It's like, like a crackhead. Like, it's like, what's wrong I with just David? Need to hit. I know. <laughs> just give me that hot pocket real quick. I just, just need it, man. Just, mm, mm, sausage, cheese, carbs. Yo, we've been talking for an hour and a half. We've been doing it. Hey, oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Usually this only goes about an hour, but I'm telling you, I could talk to you forever. I know. I could talk to you forever. But we haven't we haven't caught up in so long. I know. But that's what this podcast is about. Like I said, like, it's just, I feel like I have the most interesting friends. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody's like, yo, you should bring this and that celebrity. I'm like, yo, celebrities aren't the only people with interesting stories and perspectives. Exactly. Everybody has a perspective. And most of their stuff is rehearsed, so they're not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to be wrong. I'm going to bring a girl. Her name is Amen. (laughs) I'm not fucking lying. Watch out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Listen, I keep it real. Yeah, but um, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Amen, number two, underscore that. Amen to that. Amen to that. And uh, what about the whole radio thing that you're doing? Yeah, so it's every Sunday. Um, third Sundays are dedicated straight, strictly to me and my panel. But it's every third Sunday on 102.3 KJLH, e. which is Stevie Wonder's radio station out here in L.A. So Ooh. if you're listening at 8 p.m. on Sundays, you can... Chop it up. Call in. I love these crazy <laughs> comments. I love it. Yo, so you could catch Genius Brain on Spotify, Castbox, Stitcher, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, make sure you give us a five star. And remember, uh, if you're watching the videos, always leave comments interact i want to hear you speak even if you say something stupid and i hate your guts and i block you i still want to see it first so so i want to see all that beautiful stuff man like keep it interactive share these videos share the podcast and i want to be with you on your everyday journey to life because i'm telling you this is going to be the bed bed the bed podcast the bed podcast it's going to be the bed podcast ever i wish i could do that bed podcast ever <laughs> it's going to be the bed podcast ever the only thing i could do is only six dollar more only six dollar more <laughs> if you don't like it go to hell okay <laughs> but 
We'll see you guys next. Remember, every Thursdays and Sundays, you will see a Genius Brain podcast episode up. I love you, stupid sons of bitches. You're beautiful out there. Remember, we talked about a lot of self-love today. Fucking love yourself. And if you don't, I'm going to rob your ass. (laughs) Love you, bitches. Peace. Peace.